Hi, y'all. This is Kristen Chenoweth. Hi, I'm Gloria Stefan. This is Sarah Bareilles. Hi, I'm Patty Lapone. This is Lynn Manuel Miranda. You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky. Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. <laughs> I got the glasses. You guys, I made a quiz. And I didn't bring anything, but I'm here to have fun. <laughs> Hello, and welcome to the official Broad Wasted Podcast, where we're drunk on theater. I'm your host, Brian Plofsky, and the magic of Andalasia, it might be love power, or just that you're even more enchanted, but the fairy tale life. The Wish and After the Spell are no match for a perfect batter time of being enchanted. Or should I say, disenchanted. Joining us today are the usual Andalasians, including Kevin, he's not here. Jager and Kimberly, <laughs> she's not here. Game Master, an unofficial babysitter for the hour. Because with us today is a guest host who you know and love. He's currently in Hamilton on the Broadway. Let's give a big Broadway-said welcome to friend of the show... Friend of the show. Yeah, that's right. You had to friend of the show yourself, Aaron J. Albano. Hey! I'll just fill in. I'll just fill in for everybody. Work. Yeah, perfect. Hi. I love that joining us today are our usual, and I was like, no one's here. What are you doing? No one's here. You'll hear from them later because I'm gonna pop in their thoughts on Disenchanted. But yeah, Aaron and I are it's it's we're recording this over Thanksgiving break essentially, and the two of them are away with their families. So Aaron and I are covering we wanted to talk about the new Disney Plus release. Um, the new versions of straight-to-video releases on Disney+. Plus, Right? Um, Literally, that's how this is. Right? Um, so, yeah, we are going to talk about this year's, uh, this week's Disenchanted. For those of you Yay. who don't know, uh, Disenchanted is a direct sequel 
to the 2007 movie Enchanted. This time it's directed by Adam Shankman, um, screenplay by Bridget Hales. Um, it is starring everyone's the same uh, and with some new and not actually, no, not everyone's the same. Um, Amy Adams, Patrick Dempsey, you have Maya Rudolph, uh, Yvette Nicole Brown, uh, John Mamaze, uh, and then you have Gabriella Baldacino, Adina Menzel, and James Marsden. Um, Gabriella taking over uh, for the role of Morgan because they say Morgan a thousand times in this movie. <laughs> so that isn't that isn't Morgan. That I wasn't mm. sure. It's not Morgan. Actually, okay. the original girl who plays Morgan. Is um is in the movie. She has a little cameo of the girl who says it's the festival. Once they actually get into the um, into the um like f- fairy tale aspect of of Monroeville okay. or wherever they are, um, Ram- Mon- okay. yeah, Monroeville, Monrovia, Mon- whatever. Monroeville, Ron- <laughs> Ron- 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 Monroe, Monroe, Asia. Yeah, that yeah, something right. like that. Monorail Asia. Um, uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. So we're gonna talk about this. Yeah. Um, but before we get mm-hmm. into it, what are you drinking? What are you drinking? Good morning. Well, first off, happy belated Thanksgiving. Both happy to belated the listeners and to, and to Brian. Um, Thank you. Because Cheers. it is early uh, on the on Thanksgiving weekend, I am drinking water because this is the first thing I'm drinking this morning. Could you yeah, imagine I have if I was tea. like, vodka? Yeah, it's 8.15 in the morning. Mm-hmm. I have tea. <laughs> mm-hmm. But we wanted to get this in so that we can get it to you because we all watched it this weekend with our families. Um, Yay. Disenchanted. It's like an old school uh, movie episode. Like it's I know. two years ago. <laughs> I know. Well, I asked you before we started. I didn't remember if we did Disenchanted during our like run of movies because I think it wasn't out on Disney Plus yet and we didn't want to purchase it, I think. Well, I think... Yeah, that's probably real. We a we we it wasn't on Disney Plus, and b it didn't have a sequel, so we were like, nah. Oh, and I think it was at the time when we were like <laughs> connecting all the movies before we just yeah. started choosing movies. Oh, I think they had announced Disenchanted, and we chose yeah. not to do it because we were gonna wait to like do them as a package. Well, here <laughs> we are. Um, did you? So before we start, I mean, this is starting. Um, What's mm-hmm. your relationship with Enchanted? And I know that you rewatched it for this, right? Oh, 100%. I went full old school movie club. Um, <laughs> I, I, okay, because it was, because I literally, I couldn't remember when it happened, but it was in 2007. I remember watching it in the movies and I uh-huh. loved it. I think, and I think, I, like, I, because I had just been, I had just gotten back to New York because I think that was when I was doing Spelling Bee. And oh, sure. so I, I loved it because I, it was like back in New York life. Like I was like, oh, cool. We're going to Bethesda Fountain. We're going mm. to, and you know, and especially when you're an obnoxious New Yorker and like, like nitpicking all the like New York geography that they do in that movie. Oh, all the time. Uh huh. Yeah. It's it, so that was very fun. Um, I had some friends in it. Marcus Choi, shout out to Marcus Choi on the film. Oh, tour. I saw him. Um, Mm-hmm. He was in the movie. Um, mm-hmm. Some other people. From Friend of the show, the James of- Monroe Iglehart. Is in the is in the first movie. Oh, I I my never mind. No 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 no. He's in the second. <laughs> yeah. One. Wow. Sorry. One. I don't know why no, my good. brain. You everybody just listening or watching high Patreon. Uh, literally uh, just saw my brain like skip a beat. <laughs> I, was, I literally was like, wait, he was in it? Because, yeah, because that's when 
he would have just gotten to the city. Like, yeah, sport, yeah, yeah. like fun fact. Yeah. So I loved it. And I remember it was like, it was really advertised as like this <laughs> time. Um, s- sort of send up of old Disney movies. Like, mm-hmm. at, like it was Disney making fun of itself to, and made this movie. And I, I was really into it for that reason because it hit all the tropes like in a loving way, but like definitely like had this self-aware chiding of itself mm-hmm. um, to which, yeah, I enjoyed it. How about you? Um, I came back, I was still in college. I came back from London. Um, I was studying abroad in London and we came back and I saw it. There was, the, um, I, what this was, um, yeah, no, no, this came out and uh, so I was a senior in college um, this was after okay. that. I was a senior in college. This came out in December, and I just it was during like holiday break, and I went with my sister to see it because we were like it was getting good reviews, but like I hadn't heard any of the music. Like I feel like back then, like like I wasn't a YouTube person, so I like did I didn't go on YouTube. I didn't do any of that. So like when I saw this, all the songs were new, and I was just so pun intended. I was so enchanted by it, like like actually enchanted by it. Agreed. You know, one hundred percent. We had we we'd only know Amy, Amy Adams a little bit um, before this movie. Like in, in <coughs> we didn't know her full like musical capability, her her ability mm-hmm. to kind of handle this type of a like parody send up um, drama, if you will, and comedy. Um, mm-hmm. And I was just deeply deeply charmed by it. And um, I, I if if anyone cares, for those of you who know, I have my movie uh, stub book. Um, and <laughs> oh, if you go to do you have your enchanted stubs. Yes, I do. So I saw Sweeney Todd two days beforehand, um, and this move, this one I saw at 4 p.m. on Thursday, the 27th of December um, in 2007 at the Clearview Cinemas. We were in Auditorium 7, if anyone cares. Um, oh, no, Auditorium Number 1, excuse me. And um, this, <laughs> this didn't cost me anything. Uh, I don't know why. I probably had, like, a nice. discount or something. But, yeah. Like a voucher. Yeah, I probably had I a or something like that. It was a Christmas movie? Okay, that makes sense. I yeah. Think it, that's that I mean it feels like it, it would be a Christmas movie. It, it also it also made I I don't remember uh the first Disenchan- the first enchanted movie came out No, the first one came out uh November 21st. So I saw it a month late. Okay. So I must okay, have because I was still in college, so I must have not seen it over Thanksgiving and then gone in December or something, whatever. Because mm-hmm. I remember the theater was empty; it was just my sister and I and like some kids yeah. or something like that. But we we loved it. And I feel we like thought it was, was wonderful. And I feel like it was like the first movie where like the movie stars were singing and all of us were like mm-hmm. was like whoa. I mean, because the only musical person at that point was Adina, and so yeah. like I remember because also like Grey's Anatomy was very hot. At that moment, oh sure, and so yeah. The discovery that Patrick Dempsey could sing, the discovery sing that James Marsden could sing, sort of like a little oh. bit, like not Marsden, like because like, yeah, because it's a whole no, thing I'm... where like he doesn't sing, because he because he, he doesn't feel the music or he doesn't like mm. he's not part of this fairy tale fantasy, and then like he's dancing with Amy Adams, and then she starts he starts singing under his breath. That's right. He, she brought out the music in him or whatever. Yeah. Uh, oh, Marsden's such a standout from the first one. Just like this oh, yeah. like superhero guy who's always been the cuckold in all these movies. Like, again, mm-hmm. in this one, too. But, like, 
he's just he's just absolutely delightful in this movie. He just seems like I don't know who he is in real life. I don't know like what type mm-hmm. of person he is, but he just seems like a down to play, super cool dude in all oh, aspects. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Right? He's like do I'll do whatever. Like yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um but uh yeah, so we love that one. So you watched Disenchanted, what did you think? I liked it. I watched it like in 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 bits and pieces because mm. I, I didn't get to sit, get to watch it like in one sitting all the way through. I was yesterday. Uh, yesterday I was on for King George for uh, at at Hamilton, so cool. I was able to watch it like during oh, the show. Excuse me. So, so I was. <laughs> how dare you? Um, <laughs> but yeah, so I like I started it before the show, and then I watched the majority of it like during the show, and mm-hmm. then I finished it when I got home. Uh, to let Bandit out. So it was definitely like a sparse watching. But sure. generally, I think I got, I was primed for it because I watched the first one. I really, I wouldn't say I loved it, but I liked it quite, I liked it quite a bit. Cool. How about you? Um, I watched it all at once and I thought it was deeply boring and I did not like it. Okay. Nice. Um, I, I think that I, I, I hope everyone got their beach houses like this. Just, you know, like <laughs> I think it's missing a couple of things that too. I think the number one issue that I have with the movie is that like uh-huh. Mencken and Schwartz like forgot to write a hook for any of the songs. I would 100% agree with that. The first one, literally, we were walking out of the movie there. How does she know that she loves him? Like, like, like all of that stuff, like Happy Littles, mm-hmm. whatever the song is from the first one. Like, um, like mm-hmm. we were just like, was it Happy Little Working Song? Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> but all of them, like, we were coming out and we were singing them. Like, they, it was such an earworm, but they also. For sure. Immediately. But they were fun. They moved the plot. They like they were all just like I mean some of them didn't but like they but like this one I just couldn't even I I didn't remember one except for love power because I it was it was silly um I and and she sang it love love power like she sang it I was like okay yeah. this is why like we we wasted Adina in the first one we made sure to use her in droves in yeah but we yeah use her in droves but you still gave her not a great song like. I don't know. No, I, no, no, no. I was just, and also the amount of times that she said Morgan, like, I, like I just kept like it was like Carl from The Walking Dead, like, like you uh, know, it's, it was definitely it, a drinking game if you wanted it to be like totally. 100%. Oh my gosh, absolutely. I don't know. So that's my first issue with it. But actually, that doesn't matter as much as the fact that this movie forgets to do something that the first movie did, and this is a send up a parody of fairy tales that we know and love this one took itself mm-hmm. too seriously this one I would agree with even, that. it was a comedy yes but the first one was like <clears throat> the tropes were all there the the aspect of the first one where they're all just like playing and you you have the juxtaposition of like the real world and she's doing this but <clears throat> what you maybe needed is you needed somebody if you're going to flip it, you needed somebody from the real world to be the real world self in the fairy tale. If that makes sense. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> like maybe yes. maybe maybe it was Morgan who wasn't this like Cinderella maid. Maybe Morgan was like, "Oh no, like I'm I have to, I'm I'm still Morgan from this world and it's about Morgan learning her lesson." And I don't know. But to me, no, I get I, you. I, 
I just missed. And again, you have to elevate. You have to do something different for the sequel. You can't just repeat it and mm-hmm. fi- like. And I and I, I appreciate. I think on paper, the idea for this one is super, super, super clever. The fact that she yeah. wishes that her life is kind of crumbling, like in in her own eyes. She's not being mm-hmm. the mother that she wishes she could be. She's the stepmother. And then what happens when you are a stepmother in a fairy tale? All chaos ensues. I think that's brilliant. Correct. But I was crazy bored. The middle of this this whole movie is very, very boring to me. It's a long it's definitely a long one. Cause I remember like starting it and I was like, oh, oh, okay. So this is gonna take a minute because it's I think it's longer than the first. So the Not first by much, one, but a little bit more. Yeah, let's see. The first one is 107 minutes, and this one is 118 minutes. Yeah, so it's longer, and it and it definitely feels that way. Um, I think, because I agree. I think I, like it definitely has the ingredients of good stuff. I I honestly couldn't tell if I wanted it to go harder. I feel like it could have gone harder in either direction. Either it like flipped it on its head and went way mm. too seriously, mm-hmm. or it like maintained the like the wink because I think the best thing about the mo- the mo- the original movie was that because I will say like I think I'm getting distracted now I'm just not finishing sentences <laughs> as per usual this is the content that mm-hmm. I'm here for um <laughs> like it's because I remember because I remember even watching this movie both watching the first movie and watching this movie Amy Adams has this unique ability to like be so earnest in these movies and you mm-hmm. buy it. Yeah. And it's she, not, there's no wink, Disney there's eyes. no irony. Yeah. And I was like, even if I'm, even if it's the most ridiculous scenario mm-hmm. and like, but she's still like puppy dogs into that camera. I'm like, okay, well I'm still here for whatever you have to give me. Um, yeah. But I think the strength of the first one was the rest of the movie was sort like you had Jody Benson as like a, the as secretary, like the receptionist. Right? You yeah. had like Judy Q. Like the rest of the movie was winking at us. Yes. So I think either this movie needed to wink more, or it needed to go the opposite. Because there was an opposite direction moment where I was like, one of my the things where I chuckled at was when Idina and James Marsden show up. What are their names in the movie? Nancy and Edward. Yes. When they show up at the at the well and her first line is we just had to create a portal to your new home. I yeah, said, I was like, "Did oh, you? What?" Oh. <laughs> uh, which yeah. just made me laugh. The the, la- the the line that made me completely laugh in that scene was So you're poor now. <laughs> or yes. something like that. There was some you listen, I, there were some good one-liners. That mm-hmm. like, but that that made me feel uncomfortable because like oh this is the direction the movie is going and like that feels like they're not yeah. even trying in some places and like sure. it felt very repetitive too like the ringing of the bell it I, it didn't to for my money I don't know if it stepped up enough each time the bell rang the mm-hmm. clock tower rang also the clock tower like. <clears throat> Didn't mean anything. Like, why was it the no. clock tower? You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. the, I, I wish this, if the script was tighter and more clever in how it presented the curse, I think that would have kept me more engaged. Um, but it was kind of like, mm-hmm. I, I felt like the screen was like, well, I guess we should, like, it should be midnight because, like, that's what fairy tales do. Yeah. Well, I think and that's it because, like, you still hit a lot of the tropes, like, especially yeah. in the, in um, the Maya Rudolph, um, 
Amy Adams song where they're like sort of battling mm. it out mm-hmm. and you go to every single sort of tool in the quote unquote witch's cabinet. Yeah. Like, and so you hit every, basically every movie mm-hmm. and it's kind of one of the things like it was more, I don't know if it was more artfully done. Is that the right word? It was more artfully done in the first one where you like it yeah, snuck up so. on you, but, and maybe it's because we already know the IP, but like. Sure. Hitting all the tropes for the tropes' sake felt less earned this time around than it did the first time. Yeah, I think that's true. <clears throat> um, mm-hmm. I think like that... When, like when, when Pip turns into the cat. Like, I was like, oh, I get it. But also, yes. like, okay. I, yeah, in some ways, I feel like I was one step ahead of this movie, or even two steps mm-hmm. ahead of this movie. And in the first one, I was able to just, like, sit along and enjoy the ride. And maybe that's just the the curse, if you will, of a sequel. Um, you know what sure. I mean? But I, I just think the script could have been tighter and the songs could have definitely been more catchy. Um, also, this is going to sound ridiculous. I had a hard time believing that they would leave the city at that point in time, especially with their Central Park apartment. Like, I'm not saying that they, <laughs> of course, they have no more room, but, like, I'm just saying, like, with his job... Like, and the fact that they can afford that apartment on one person's salary in Manhattan with two kids, like, I get that they mm-hmm. wanted to go into the suburbs and, like, do that. But, like, I don't know. The, for, you know, at the real estate-wise, it just seemed like, like, poor decision-making, <laughs> even though they probably needed more space. for the, They needed more space for their family. I also don't think that, like, I don't know. I And maybe it's just me, but I think they could have been more clear about the fact that, like, she has a magic touch. She's going to do amazing things with this house. And I feel like they just kind of like mm. didn't do that. They skipped that a little bit, if that makes sense. I don't know. Well, I think, I mean, you we, you and I have talked about this ad nauseum with a lot of movies. Like when the rules aren't exactly like laid yeah. out. Like, I didn't. Because I'm like, is point. she magic? Or is yeah. she like... Does she still have like, a bit of that magic? Like, the, they can just make a... Uh, you know what? Let's go back to what you said before. When when Edward and Nancy were just able to make a portal into the well, it's like, what is mm-hmm. the magic here? Like, who has the magic? Is the magic mm-hmm. one way? Does only Andalasia have it? She can still talk to the birds and the animals in the apartment. Like... Like yeah. what you know? Mm-hmm. Like what are we what are we doing here? What are the magic rules? I I told that's an excellent point that I didn't realize. Yeah, was I mean because because even because even like with the with the with the wand magic, like so it makes okay makes sense quote quote. Um, okay, so the wand is taking magic away from Andalasia and making Monralasia, but then mm-hmm. like at the end, like when the treehouse ends up in the like. The ballroom building. Or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was like, so wait, is Andalasia coming to... Are they merging? I thought one was just disappearing, or one was, like, <laughs> break, decaying, but then what are these vines? Like, all of those things where I'm just like... Yeah, that's a good okay. That's a good point. And I... W- mm-hmm. And wouldn't have... Wouldn't, wouldn't it have been interesting if there was some sort of a plot in there where, like, because they created that portal in the well Mm -hmm. that like that's why these two are now connected because of the well 
And wouldn't have been very interesting if, like, part of the decision-making she had to do at the end was, like, they had to close the well portal, which would cut her off from Andalasia and where she's from. And she had to make the decision to stay with her family or, like, lose that fairy tale forever. But she chooses Morgan and her family because that's the real magic in her life now. You know what I mean? And you never have to close that part of yourself, but you may have to physically move on. Because if something mm -hmm. else is holding you back, like the idea of being an evil stepmother is a trope that's holding you back. You need to reinvent what you think a stepmother is. And like, Mm -hmm. I feel like that's a more interesting kind of dynamic plot and character development than like, Again, I understand this is like a direct to sequel Disney movie that we're talking about here, but like with mm. the, but like I don't know. I'm I'm also just I didn't think of that while watching. I'm just kind of like spitballing right now. No, 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 totally. And I think that's the like, if we lean into the deeper version of this movie, <laughs> that's mm. where it would have gone, and it would that would have been great. But like I think that's where it gets tough because I think I like because I think I think I like the message that it touched on where sure at the big be- because yeah like i like i i mean again with amy adams earnestness when we got to like oh no you are a true daughter of andalasia because that like introduction of the um wand from nancy and edward mm-hmm. it was it was almost hitting it a little, no it wasn't hitting it too hard it hit it the right just the right amount where like also, we were implying that Morgan was not was an adopted daughter essentially, I yeah. was like oh 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 oh, and so the payoff at the end I was happy with. Me but too. It was, I did like that, but mm-hmm. maybe, but maybe I did like that, but but also there's some magic rules there too in terms of like Correct. if we're going back to the beginning with the wand, if the wand was for the baby as a gift. Was, why was she? Anyone could use it. Like, shouldn't it? Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know. Like that. Like, I guess. Like, I, I don't. It felt weird that the baby would. They gave them a gift for the baby, and they were using it. Like, if uh, like, I think it would have been interesting if, like, hey, motherhood can be really tough. Here is a wand mm-hmm. for you to use only once when you really need it, or something like that. Like, set let Nancy set those rules. Not just like, here's a magic wand, la 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 la. You know what I mean? Like, I I would have <laughs> I would have been more interested in the rules there. Um, mm-hmm. um, but uh, no, no, there was some, but, there, there were there were definitely some rules messiness, but sure, I think it also it. Did, I mean, I, and I, I guess this this is where it can get into a deeper like conversation about like, okay, is this the, is this the Disney plus of it all now? Like, like, are we going to get just because it's the straight to Cause what I, I was thinking about this a lot while I was watching it, like how does this compare quality wise to the Hocus Pocus sequel? And I was like, Oh, okay. interesting. Well, because I, I was think- like, okay. And go ahead. Oh, no, I want to talk about – finish your thought because I, I want to also compare it to Frozen 2, if you don't mind, when you're done. Okay. Yeah, because I was like – okay, because I loved, I loved Hocus Pocus 2. Oh, I you do did? think – I did. I, like, okay, love is strong. I think I liked it at the same sort of level as this. Um, I think it's that aspect where I think there's a greater cult classicness about Hocus Pocus and love for Hocus Pocus that carries over into that sequel. 
more than Enchanted in terms sure. of like the staying power of Enchanted. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. But I do think that like, this is so rude, in terms of like effort into the movie versus mm-hmm. like the cash grabness of the movie, mm-hmm. I think they're fairly similar. Yeah, I, I, I wouldn't disagree with that. Um, I think that this one, I think that this movie, speaking about Disenchanted, has, I mean, they both have these high production values. I, I do agree with you. I think that Hocus Pocus, though, I think is more of a nostalgia grab um, in general. And this one was really made for children, the one that we watched. Um Whereas okay. Hocus Pocus yeah. was, Hocus Pocus is interesting because it was made for children because of the plot line. To me, like I hope that like little boys and girls, um, you know, uh, you know, watch Hocus Pocus and see themselves in those young children who are just like find about friendship and all of that. Like I think that's wonderful. I think that'd be awesome if they added it to their like Halloween, um, mm-hmm. uh, you know, roster. Um, and but but really, half of this movie was made for us as millennials watching this thing, and the other You're half about of, Hocus Pocus, Hocus Pocus too, and the and the other yeah. part was made for um, for like a nice you know like kid story to teach you about friendship and loyalty mm-hmm. and sisterhood, and 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 that's all lovely. Sure. Um, this one felt more like a kids movie as a sequel to the first one. Okay. It's interesting because when you were saying that it was a nostalgia gap, and I do remember you saying that in the Talking Horror episode. Go listen to it if you haven't. Um, it's a – how do you do a like, – because I do think this was a little bit of a nostalgia gap also, mm-hmm. but it's a nostalgia gap to a movie that was also a nostalgia gap to other yeah. projects. Like, I'm only speaking for what, myself. That's what but that's what Enchanted I don't have nostalgia also. for like, Enchanted. Right. And uh, but Enchanted was a nostalgia grab to other things, yeah. And so you have sort of a hat on a hat on a hat of like nostalgia, self referentialness, mm-hmm. um, and that's. I mean, and maybe that just dilutes if the the farther you get away from it. Maybe because you do have that moment where you have the the Little Mermaid moment with the water behind her. Um, when she's on the, mm-hmm. like when, when she's singing the song and whatever, I guess it would consider be act two, um, and like the water and like you do that, you do that whole moment. Like I caught moments like that, obviously, because mm-hmm. like, yeah, but I don't know. I, I, now I want to talk about frozen two for a second. That actually okay. Hocus Pocus two is a better analogy, but <clears throat> I don't love frozen two. I know you love frozen two. Um, I do love Frozen 2. Yeah. It's been a minute since I watched it, but let's go. Sure. But when we did our Frozen episode, I remember... That was like like our inaugural episode. That was like our inaugural episode. Yeah. Yeah. I remember when watching it, um, uh, not really loving it, but appreciating what it was doing. It was so much deeper and more dynamic than I thought it would be as a sequel. It's messy, but I just really, mm-hmm. really enjoyed what they were trying to do, what they were trying, story they were trying to tell, what they were trying to do with Elsa specifically. And Into the Unknown mm-hmm. is a bop. Like it has a hook. It means <laughs> something. You know, like like and and that moment where she's like. There are just some wonderful, beautiful moments in Act Two of that movie, um, but mm-hmm. again, that's a huge IP, obviously for them. They yeah. um, that movie was absolutely a movie theater movie, obviously. Excuse me, mm-hmm. and 
But but I don't know. I kind of, even though I didn't love it, I I respect it a crazy amount. Mm-hmm. And there are, you know, cash grabby aspects to that movie. There are like some kind of maybe lazy edits to that movie and 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 connecting of threads. But I really appreciate mm-hmm. what that movie is trying to do for the characters. I feel yeah. like I want, and maybe that's my expectations, but I expected something a little bit one more fun about this movie, about Disenchanted, and I expected mm-hmm. to have a little bit more, a little bit more of it to say about the the Giselle and Robert and Morgan characters, um, or even to say about uh, what's her name, the um, Maya Rudolph character. Um, yeah, I, I just I, I don't know, and maybe that could just completely be me, but I I. I was just no. It was I was bored. The middle of this movie is boring and does not make up for the end. Did I tear up when she was like, "No, you are a daughter of Andalasia." Of course, I'm not a monster. Of course, I teared up at the end. <laughs> that was so beautiful. But also, like, uh-huh. it didn't earn it. It didn't earn it in terms of story wise. It earned it in terms of like, I know this plot point is coming because they they at the beginning when they talk about the wand and she's upset about it. Like, you know, that's what's going to come in the end. So I was expecting yeah. to like tear up when like she <clears> felt <throat> a part of her family. I'm going to tear up again. It's just a beautiful thing. But like, yes, 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 it, yes. The movie didn't earn that moment. That's just a yeah. Disney trope that I expected to come, and I am hardwired to tear up at those moments. Moment, sure, yeah, absolutely. I think in talking about, I mean, because yes, I do think there's a quality difference in, and I, maybe this is like a general. I mean, we knew this, but now we really know this. Like a straight to Disney Plus versus a studio release, like the quality mm-hmm. will be different. The stakes will be higher. Blah, yes. blah, 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 blah. Um, and so I think in terms of that, yeah, I think because I love frozen two a lot, um, I like this one, but yeah, I, 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 I do think the the quality is a little less. Um, so I will say though, I do think, and maybe this is us talking as two adult men watching disenchanted. Like fair. there was nothing for me. Whereas, like, like little gay Aaron really clinged to, like, Elsa's journey and, mm-hmm. like, the into an, the, the, like, show yourself aspect of it. Because I remember, yeah. like, me and Kevin losing our minds, like, in that episode. Totally. I was talking about it. Um, where, and so I got very invested emotionally in that, in that film. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas... I'm more watching this as a spectator because there's no one really like, and arguably if there's any, I mean, maybe this movie is for like mothers and daughters who have strained, like who have strained relationships yeah. or something. Um, but that's 100% not us. So that's, that's an excellent There might point. be a disconnect there. Also, there's mm-hmm. no way all of Morgan's <clears throat> clothes were in those two boxes. <laughs> <clears throat> um, I mean, I did appreciate that, like, she wasn't a completely, like, rebellious teenager. Like, yeah, you could tell she, she did no- still really love her mother. But, totally. Like, and she, yeah. she, and I, I loved the idea that, like, through those circumstances, she had to wear her dresses and kind of, like, you had that visual that she's dressed like her but rejecting her at the same time. Like, I will mm-hmm. say that my my butthole clenched when she started singing to her, have a good day. Like, when she's, like, you know, like... Oh, for you, sure! Like, like, like in front gave her, of... 
Yeah, like Giselle gave her an incredible like mini pep talk about like like just have a good day. I forget what it was. And then she and I was like, good on Giselle. Like, and then she has to sing like have a great day. I was like, no, but like that was a great <laughs> moment. So so here's a question for you. We've been talking a little bit negatively about this movie, which is how we feel, so that's totally fine. But like mm-hmm. um you liked it more than I did. Like what stood out mm-hmm. to you as things that you did that enchanted you? I am Amy Adams, for sure. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know if we really needed the um the Patrick Dempsey plot. Um, yeah. And this is where we can shout out the shout out the friends of the show. Um, yes. James, and did has Anne been on the show yet? I no, forget. I don't believe. I mean, okay. we've had so many episodes, but I do not believe that Anne Rod <laughs> has been on an episode. Okay, so distant cousin of the show. Um, eventually. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Friend, Seven. friend yet to come of the show. Friend, yeah. Yeah. Uh huh. Uh huh. <laughs> um. And then, but yeah, so I think, like his, I mean, James Marsden was a big standout to me, um, just because, it's interesting, because I think he, whereas Amy Adams will really lean into the earnestness of this movie, James will really lean into the bombasticness of this movie. Sure. And And, even though- And both, I appreciate. Absolutely. And even though I didn't think that the sword um, bit worked- I appreciated his dedication to it and him Lee really committing to it. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I loved that. Um, yeah, it's that, it's that I liked, I liked this. They're not the stepsisters because they're not, um, she wasn't the stepmother, but like. Right. But the, the um, Yvette Nicole Brown and um, the woman from Glee. What's John her Amaze? name? J A Y M A Yema Jama. I don't actually know how to pronounce her name. Yeah, I should have. I thought they were good. I thought they. I thought their stepsister trope was very funny. Yeah, Um, I thought they. I I laughed. Also, like, I don't know. I had a problem that they like just left the wand out next to the baby uh, cradle. Like that's crazy. (laughs) You put in the box. Um, Oh, Alan Tudyk (laughs) as the scroll sounded just like King Candy, and I was still there for it. Is that who who he played? Yeah, Because I was yeah. like, because I saw Alan Tudyk, and I'm like, of course he's in this movie. He's in everything. Um, I couldn't tell if he played him or if he played Pip. Who, did, Pip who played pl- Pip? Uh, Griffin Newman. Uh, okay. Griffin Newman is an actor. You he has a very popular podcast called Blank Check um, about movies. Oh, cool. Um, and he's also was in. Did you see um, the Amazon uh, Tick show mm. that like from a couple years mm. ago? Um, oh he, yes, I did. I never saw it, but I remember it happening. He was in that. Um, he's also had bit parts and things like Draft Day and stuff like that. But um, he's um, actually here's a shout out. Um, if you want to listen to an episode of so Blank Check takes directors and they go through their full filmography and talk about the movie that gave them the blank check to do anything. So like they did all oh, of cool. Robert Zemeckis's movie and like. Um, romancing the stone was so popular that like that gave him the the ability to do anything, and he made Back to the Future, and that was his blank check. And they talk they talk about all of his movies. They do John- Jonathan Demme, but they also do Tim Burton. And because Michael Cerveris was on the Tick with Griffin, Griffin brought him on to talk about Tim Burton's um, Sweeney Todd for like it's like a two and a half hour episode. It's spectacular if you wanted to go back into there. Wait, their, that's kind of cool. Yeah. I, Jamie okay. and I love that podcast because they just like 
they spend two hours. I mean, there are lots of bits and silly stuff, which is great, but they like spend two hours like really getting into the context of every single movie. And like, it's really, really great. So they do everyone from like M. Night Shyamalan to Spielberg. DreamWorks Spielberg so everything mm-hmm. after creating um DreamWorks um they they what's they do they do um they do Tim Burton they've done um Catherine Bigelow they've they've like they've mm-hmm. done a million different uh, I think they did John Carpenter as well um um that's a really cool concept of a podcast that's yeah that. and and you can tell that they kind of get bored towards the not bored but like a lot of the directors end stuff gets a very monotonous because like they feel like they're like all of a sudden like in this like specific zone and like they did oh, like their ang- filmography gets bored. Yeah 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 sorry. Got and it. like I like, you meant, like, like they got they get bored at the end of the recording no. and I'm like oh, okay cool. Sometimes they'll be like oh like I can't watch another Tim Burton movie because these last 3 have just been the same movie with like the same like but sure. like but someone like Ang Lee when they're doing an Ang Lee movie the, the his like they jump from like you know, Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon to like, um, uh, um, what's it like, Brokeback Mountain to like, like his is all over the place in a good way, so they can yeah. kind of like break down that stuff. It's it's super cool. Anyway, that was a random tangent. Um, but yeah, um, yeah Griffin Newman he played, plays he played Pip. Pip. Yeah, mm-hmm. nice. Which oh, is different than the first okay. one. Oh, it's a, it's a it's a different actor. Okay. Yeah. So in the first one, actually, I think it was the director. Oh. Um. Because Adam Shankman did this one. So yeah. So. So Kevin Lima directed the first movie, and Kevin Lima yes. provides the voice for Pip in the real world when he squeaks, and then um, okay. Jeff Bennett, who's a voice actor. Um, uh, did uh, the the chipmunk Pip when he has no problem expressing his speech? So in this okay, one, they it. just went with Griffin Newman. Also, I don't, I didn't need the bookends to this one. I didn't need like this is the story. Oh, there's more story. Like I could have just like dug sure. in. But I mean, I guess I appreciated I mind, the I, exposition because you needed to get to the point where they moved to Monroeville. Well, and and I and I like, I was fine with the with the bookends only because it was a good way for the re- recap because yeah, no one was going to be like no one was going to be like me and watch the first one to watch the second yeah, one yeah i'm sure a lot of people like, did but but i understand what you're saying they just want to they just want to pop I'm it sure. on and, and go along for the ride correct yeah and yeah. so they were like oh this is a 15 year old movie let's remind you what happened yeah and so yeah, did you yeah. did you um, have a favorite song in this movie No, because I think you're. I think you are correct in that. Like, there is no real hook. Like, I remember like think, thinking, "Oh, this is a fun. This is fun. This is fun." Also, sure. I mean, I always like kind of bristle when it's a like, like a titular song. Sure, sure. And they did that this time, and I was like, mm. oh, "Okay, well, this might have been a good song, but you titled it Enchanted, so I'm a little less inclined to like it." Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, love powers hilarious so <laughs> i think i liked it but i liked it for all the wrong reasons yeah totally it just felt um, like an 80s like speaking of back to the future like the power of love like I, I just imagine like michael j fox like riding behind them on a skateboard like uh, i don't know it was just like well because that that song was also like another like rule stickler like i was like i don't understand the 
no, the memory tree? of the memory tree. Yeah, yes. how is this working? And like, like, and then they yeah. broke the wand, and they just they just keep. That's the thing. Like, mm-hmm. they just keep making up like different rules and the magic, which is fine. But like, uh, that's not for me. Like. The part mm-hmm. of the reason why I think the Harry Potter stuff is fascinating is because, like, there are strict – whether the movie follow them or not, the books have a mm-hmm. strict, like, this is how the wands work. This is, like, mm-hmm. how the Elder Wand would, like, patent all this stuff. Like, I, I just needed more – I just needed more wand rules and magic rules in general. Mm-hmm. And I wonder if it's because, like, th- they did love the first time. They can't do love again. But the Disney movie – what makes a Disney movie is usually the love story. That's what they were playing on the first movie yeah. because they needed to, to, to like sort of like, what's the, what's the word when you're like, like unpacking, whatever, whatever word I'm thinking of. Um, like when you're teasing out a different oh, storyline, it would be, yeah, something like that. Oh, like, okay. I like teasing out. I mean, what, when you're when you're trying to like pull out a different storyline that you're going to sort of quote unquote send up in the second mm-hmm. movie, it's a little more difficult because there aren't there isn't that tro- it's not a trope yet for Disney yeah, movies. Like maybe the, the non love story is not a trope yet, and so interesting the, the memory tree. I was like, I don't have enough references to pull to understand what exactly what this is or what you're playing off of. That's fascinating because also, I also think this movie is trying to do too many things. You have the idea Mm -hmm. that she's the evil. Like to me, the plot of this movie that works or that if you built out from that, like the step she's be, she made a wish, but in turn, she's actually an evil stepmother now. Brilliant. Mm -hmm. You set up all the Morgan stuff before. My, it, there's just a lot going on with the Maya Rudolph character, and then you have the sub, excuse me, subplot where Patrick Dempsey is like trying to do all this stuff. Then Andalasia is like losing, excuse me, this T is losing all of my the magic. Like there's so many pieces coming together, and I don't think they ever like neatly wrap it up. It's all just yeah. a little bit like wild. It's clunky. It's definitely yeah. clunky. Yeah. Um, but I, I think, do. Uh, d- in answer to your first question, because the memory tree, like, confused me a little bit, but then Adina started belting and not stop belting, sure. I was like, okay, I'm fine now. Yeah, I got distracted. <laughs> and so that's that's why I, like, like that song, and, and I'm using like, like very generously. Yeah, like, if yeah. I was, it's just, like, the frozen engaging. two of it all, where I'm, where she's just... I was like, oh, there you are, Peter. Like, that's yes. the Adina we know and love. <laughs> I will say, I was bored by this movie, and I but I perked up to listen to that song. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> exactly. Jamie and I... Because she's screaming in the rafters, as she yes. should. But Jamie and I watched the first, like, 30 minutes, and we're into it. And then it just kind of, like... I was like, how much... We paused... I, like, must have paused it to, like, get up and go to the bathroom or something like that. I was like, we have an hour and 15 minutes left of this thing? Like, I was shocked. Absolutely floored by how much we had to, like, keep watching of this movie. Mm-hmm. It's a weird... Tell me if it, this is where it happened, but I think this is where it happened. Because I felt it a little bit, too. It's when the... Is it when the the city changes? And then you're like... But everybody changed? And you're like, oh... Okay, I guess we're doing this now. It was a little okay. bit 
into that because I was like, cool. Okay. okay this is the point of the movie. I get it now. Okay. This, in, mm-hmm. you know, this, maybe this isn't the inciting action. The inciting action is them like, you know, we can debate what it is in terms of getting the wand or move it or whatever it is. Um, but that was like, okay, now like foot on the pedal, let's go. And I'm just like, mm-hmm. we're like almost 30 minutes into the new Monrovia where I was like, where's this going? Like, it's only like six o'clock. We have to get to midnight. You know what I mean? Like, like on that <laughs> clock, I was like, how many more times? Like, are we like, it was just too much. And I, I just think yeah. there was there was so much fat in there that I think you could have trimmed it, and Amy Adams' performance would have just would have been just as good. Yeah, I do love that they built a real Metro North like sign for or Long Island Railroad sign wherever they wherever Monroe Monroeville is. They built the sign for the subway for oh, the sure. train stop. Yes, for that fictional city, and I'm just like, oh, totally to the point where I was like. Wait, is Monroeville a real place? Like, yes. did they go to just a stop? And yeah, Monroeville no is next to um, Westview. Exactly. And yeah. Precisely. <laughs> Literally next to Storybook, Maine. Next to yeah, all yeah, the other places. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> also, mm-hmm. I, that's actually uh, now that you bring that up, this oh, didn't okay. feel this didn't feel new because. I've seen this already in Once Upon a Time. Interesting. None of this felt new. It felt like a rehash of something that Disney already did on TV. So, like, I, again, without the same kind of, like, melodrama that that has, but I I definitely felt as if, like, okay, like, I know this, this isn't new or clever or the only clever Mm. thing about this movie to me is the stepmother plot like clearly i to me sure, the, sure. the writers were like well she's a stepmother now let's work with that and i think that's a super cool place to start it just it wasn't as focused because i feel like they had this one idea that they wanted to work with that doesn't have a ton of tropes associated with it in terms of new storytelling like you mentioned and then they're trying to do all these other things with these actors they paid probably too much money to be in this movie like like patrick <laughs> dempsey's not in this movie at all basically he's like really, fighting no. ogres and i that whole plot line could have been cut they, that would just like give him something to do like what if he was Mm-hmm. What I, and again, I don't want him to be this character because, like, I don't want him to have to save the day in this one. Like, th- that's not what this movie is sure. about. But 100%. like, somebody needed to be, somebody needed to be their same self. You know what I mean? Like, mm. I guess it was, I guess it was Giselle until she started changing because she's the only one who like can be yeah. in both worlds and be the same person. But that was muddied by the fact that she's turning into a step. I don't know. I, I'm I'm not being it's clear or with clarity as I want to be, but like, that's kind of where I, well, I mean, and, and, and it's also that aspect of like, cause I think what was interesting in the trailers was because I remember when, I mean, I think you and I talked about the trailer where I was like, wait, this is a super interesting way for the show to go. Yeah. Where the show, this movie to go mm-hmm. where she was becoming the wicked stepmother when it became the wand and the magic made her that. I kind of like I, I felt like it was a little easy it was easier of a way out rather than like this is who Giselle is now because it's been 15 years and we didn't mm-hmm. we haven't seen that. I thought it was so I I was expecting a more interesting way to get there. But again, like also like this is the movie. So I was like, yeah. okay. When we did get there, I was like, oh, this makes sense too, I guess. It was just yeah. less less interesting to me as a 39-year-old man. Sure. Like 
I mean, I do mm-hmm. think that. Well, I agree with you in that. Like, because we, as I talked about earlier in this episode, I expected the well to play more of a piece into all of this. That like, mm-hmm. like it wasn't just the, oh we're a portal. Like I just I imagine the script that was going to be tighter. That that's when because the, they I feel like they put a lot of chess pieces on the board at the beginning, and I expected them all to move into like this cohesive kind of like finale. And I feel like they placed all the pieces mm-hmm. and then just kind of like either like just forgot about the board or like cleaned up and all the pieces are now in the box, but like mm-hmm. they're still together, but it's still a little messy. I don't know. That's kind of where do I Do you know what this is reminding me of? And now we're but, on a completely tangent now. Like, do you, I mean, and I'm just going off of like all the documentaries we've all seen about it, but remember when Toy Story 2 was supposed to just be straight to video? Yes. And they were just like, they were having problems with the book. They were clunking it. Like it was a little clunky, but they were like, it's going straight to video. It's fine. It's fine. Just release it. It'll be mm-hmm. good. It'll, people will buy it. It'll be great. And then it got so like mess that they had to call John Lasseter in. And then like it became, I don't know if it became so good that it had to, it was like, it became a studio release or whatever. But I'm like, I wonder if in the multiverse world where like, these movies were all studio releases instead. Like, how much better <coughs> would they have been? Like, yeah. And I and, and it's that's an interesting. interesting. Yeah, because yeah. like when you have something in theaters, Disney Plus, everyone's getting it. They're already paying a subscription. It's yeah. just more content for you to absorb. They it it mm-hmm. could be a little subpar because you're just getting another thing next week. You know, like mm-hmm. like. Sure, we got disenchanted this week and then this week, yesterday, or we got the Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. there's always something coming out. Um, whereas in the movie, like, you got to put the marketing behind it. You have to, it. you want it to get good reviews because you want the word of mouth to get around. Uh, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And, I, and I could imagine them cutting corners in terms of quality control. Um, Mm-hmm. If that's the case, but then again, we've got some. Yeah. I'm trying to think of have we gotten any excellent Disney Plus straight to Disney Plus movies, sequels, or just regular movies? I would even say just regular movies. Too. Like, um, have we like excellent like only on Disney Plus movies, and that does not like I do not count the. Marvel TV shows. I'm talking sure, about sure, like sure, sure. a two and a half nigga, a movie um, that like a was, movie. Yeah, and 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 quite frankly, like uh, turning red and soul and all those movies that they just the Pixar movies they decided to put directly onto um, maybe mm. soul wasn't it, but I know that I forget what the other one was. It was turning red and something else. They put they put them direct. Oh, Luca, that they put directly. Those were great, but those were intended to be theatrical releases that they decided yes. to put on on there. Mm-hmm. So, like the quality when they were making the movies was with the with in the, with is with the expectation that it was gonna go on to and the, the stakes of a theatrical release. Like I think that's yeah. it too. Like so, I, and other other stations stations other streaming services have. I've seen some spectacular movies that were like only were like Apple Plus like. Or sure. Coda won Best Picture. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. and I'm not saying Coda, but Coda's very, very, very good. Um, Apple Plus yeah. has a lot of those. Um, HBO Max um, 
I've seen some really good ones that were straight to HBO Max that I think were intended to go. That's a little bit more mm-hmm. wishy-washy because, you know, they bought up yeah, those yeah. contracts and stuff like that. But um, And Netflix mm-hmm. has some truly knock-out-of-the-park, like, movies that go straight there. But I don't know if Disney Plus yeah. has had a spectacular movie that was supposed to go straight to the streaming service. Um, anyone listening, if I'm just totally forgetting something or missing something, like, let us know on social mm-hmm. media what I'm forgetting. But I think that's really it. I mean, and I think it's just because it's and, – and, and, and it's the mouse. It's very um, – I love the mouse. I would love to work with them again. But um, <laughs> it's a – like it's the – it'll be fine of it all. It'll be – it's like, oh, this is fine for Disney+. Plus. Oh, this is this is cool for Disney – like just for the content. Like, yeah, there's something the more disposable amount. about the content that goes on Disney+. Plus. That's the perfect word for it. Exactly. And I think yeah. – and it's not bad. Not, I don't think any of it's bad. No, it's just not no. particularly great. No. And plus, like, Disney Plus also has the um, the backup of just their catalog of movies on there, like, for kids mm-hmm. and everyone. And they have the Star Wars stuff and the Marvel stuff, and that's the only place you can get it, really. Um, like, they they can lean on that. Like, I will say, yeah. the, best, the best thing that Disney Plus has produced up until this point is probably Andor. Okay. For Maybe. adults. I need to really think back because I feel like we're just – I would agree. I'd be inclined to agree right now, but this is also like immediately after the finale came out. Right. <laughs> so, sure, sure, sure. Yeah. So I might be like recency bias, but <laughs> – Sure. But like, – um, But yes, I would say like like they're, the shows are generally of higher quality than the movies, I would say. Fair. That's just me talking. I yeah, don't know. yeah. I don't know if I have real real evidence to back that up. but Sure. Um, That's my but, gut reaction. Wow, I didn't know we'd be canceling Bob Iger in this episode. So cool. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, now we can say Iger because um, <laughs> he's name? back. Because he's back, baby. Um, well, on that <laughs> note, uh, let's pass it to Kevin and Kimberly, who uh, are going to record a little something, something to let us know what they thought of Disenchanted. Take it away, whoever goes first. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hi, everyone. This is Kimberly giving you her thoughts on Disenchanted. Wow. That was a movie. (laughs) You know, for such high production value, halfway through the movie, I was like, I'm not enjoying this as much as I would like to be. Um, But I thought everyone did a great job. I think Amy Adams can do no wrong. I want to wear every single dress that she wore in the movie, stepmother or not stepmother. Uh, I think Maya Rudolph was great. I loved the fat chipmunk cat. 
Love James Monroe Iglehart. I really, really wish that there was just a song on the train. When they were just all on the train together, like shooting the breeze, I was like, oh, what if they just started singing a song on the train? And so I was, then I was like, oh, fine, the only songs are in fairy tale land. Um, so that was fine. But I wish that, like, we got a little more intro of all of those characters before they turned fairy tale. It was a little rushed. The beginning and the plot was just a little rushed for me. Um, but immediately following the film, Disney Plus asked if I wanted to watch Enchanted, and I said yes. And what a delightful film Enchanted is. <laughs> I had a great time rewatching that after I watched Disenchanted. Um, and just, it was just a lot stronger of a film. The songs were better, the plot landed a little bit more, and it was just very sweet. Where this movie. I just kept rolling my eyes at the lyrics, which I guess that's fine. But I still like enjoyed watching it. I was like, oh, this is a nice little movie, and I'm glad that it's straight to Disney+. Plus. So I'm glad that there is a companion to Enchanted now, but I think it was just a little late. And I think it could have been a little bit more charming or nuanced or just a little bit more magical. But I thought, overall, it was fine. Um, and I enjoyed watching it. Late at night, on my couch, half asleep. As it was intended. <laughs> what did you guys think? Hello, fellow Broadwaystians. Kevin here. Thought I would just, you know, jump in here and do an impromptu Kevin's Corner. Um, basically just sharing my opinions on this movie. Because, yes, it's lovely to hear Brian's opinions. And we all love hearing Aaron's opinions. And I'm sure Kimberly will have some fun things to say. But y'all want to know what is happening up in Kevin's Corner with this movie. So let's get a uh, talk a lock in, shall we? Um, I think that Frozen 2... <laughs> That's not what we watched, but I just... Idina Menzel is in it with a soft-singing, mix-belting, young, but not-so-young woman. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, I don't mean that Amy Adams is old, but she's definitely older in this movie than she was in the first one. Um, so I thought it was interesting that they decided to go with the mother angle. I will preface all of my opinions by saying that I got to watch this movie with an amazing movie date. Uh, my five-year-old nephew called me uh, with my sister before Thanksgiving to tell me this movie was coming out and ask if I wanted to watch it as a movie date um, when I came back for Thanksgiving. So I got to watch it with him, which was awesome because I got to experience how exciting this was for him as a kid and what he enjoyed in the movie um, which were moments that maybe I would not have seen that way as an adult but seeing how the kid laughed or how a kid felt about it was awesome um, so that was really great uh, the music was fun I don't think it was as memorable as the first one but I feel like that's the case in everything because you already have those melodies ingrained in your head so it's hard to live up to that um I thought it was interesting that the, the plot of this movie kind of seemed like Once Upon a Time, like the Disney ABC property, the TV show, um, where it's like they're in a town that becomes like a fairy tale town. Um, 
but I want one of those wands. That would be super cool because I would like to be able to use it as a true daughter of Arendelle. Not Arendelle. Um, what's the country that... Andalasia. There we go. <laughs> I did watch this movie, I swear. Um, I watched my nephew watching this movie a lot, too, which was super fun. Um, yeah, I mean, it was a fun time. I It wasn't the best movie. It didn't change my world, but it was fun to see this little chapter in this story. Uh, my Rudolph's Wonderful... And I had a good time. And there was that great moment with every Adina Menzel performance where her belt just kind of like scares you a bit and like surprises you by like just like smacking you in the face with the brassiness. Um, and I was here for it. I think it was her duet with James uh, James Marsden, who is also obviously lovely. He's lovely in all these movies. Um, but their duet, like there was definitely like a melody jump where she just kind of like slams into it and you're just like oh, there's Adina and I love that um, and I love that they showcased that so that was super cool um, so that's my thoughts and I will shoot it back to the other people who are I'm sure saying way more interesting things that don't bring up Frozen at all <laughs> but that's what I got to say that's Kevin's Corner back to you guys in the studio I don't know why I did a French voice, if that was a French voice. <laughs> oh, God. That was really insightful, whoever yeah. went last. Yeah. <laughs> Perfect. Um, so let's do, you want to you do the Rotten Tomatoes game? Uh, okay, okay, okay. Hmm. Okay, when I want you to. Out? It came out like, okay, go. I want you to do the Rotten Tomatoes for Enchanted. Guess the Enchanted score. And guess okay. the disenchanted score. And I'm literally the only one playing, so I'm not cheating. Thank you very much, <laughs> yeah, yeah. everyone. <laughs> Long-time listeners. Um, okay. Do you want a clue? I'd say no. Okay. I want, I want to go in blind. I would say, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go off of the first one probably did way better than the second. The second one is newer. Um, I'm going to say like... Oh, but these are serious critics. Okay. I'm going to say like 74 for the first. Okay. And then maybe like 64 for the second. Okay. So the clue I was going to give you, and maybe oh, you want to no. change your answer based on this. You're, you're not correct for either of them. The clue <laughs> I was going to give you is that uh, they are inverses of each other. Weirdly. Oh, fine. Okay. Interesting. Okay. Okay. Um, I'll go a little higher then. 86 and 68? Uh, closer. Enchanted has a 93. Really? And oh, Disenchanted that's great. has a 39. Ouch. So the Enchanted. Way harsh tie. I don't know about that. <laughs> yeah. 39. Okay. So Enchanted has a 93 critic score and an 80% audience score. The critics consensus reads, a smart reimagining of fairy tale tropes that's sure to delight children and adults. Enchanted features witty dialogue, sharp animation, and a star turn by Amy Adams. Okay. Disenchanted has a 39 for critic score and then a 57% for audience score. The critics consensus okay. is... 
Although Amy Adams remains just as engaging as ever, Disenchanted lacks the magic that made its predecessor a modern fairy tale classic. I'd agree. I would yeah. agree with that. I don't know if I'd agree with the number. Sure. Dang. But <laughs> I agree with the consensus. Yeah, absolutely. Totally. Mr. Um, Mr. Consensus did well, so we're good. <laughs> Uh, well, that mm-hmm. brings us to the end of our episode. <clears throat> Aaron, uh, do you want to talk about whatever you're working on? If, or, or if it's just Hamilton, buy Hamilton tickets, I guess. Come come <clears throat> see Hamilton. Great. Uh-huh. That's literally it. <laughs> well, um, yeah, you can check out uh, Disen- Enchanted and Disenchanted on Disney+. Plus. Um, but um, thank you so much for listening. As we end our episode with a quote, Um Look what's right here. Love power. Love, love power. We can always choose Lick. it. We can always choose to use it if we dare. Love power. Cool. Um, yeah, great. How uh, do you know that you love, love her? Exactly, yeah. Um, uh-huh. But, uh, yeah, you can follow us um, on the social media at Instagram. Uh, uh, well, everywhere at Broadwasted, Instagram, Twitter, and um you can find us on Facebook as well. Um, you can find us wherever you get podcasts, including Stitcher, Spotify, and, of course, Apple Podcasts. Rate and review us there. Five stars, please. Five stars, please. And thank, and thank you. you. Um, Aaron, thanks for filling in. We really appreciate it. Um, of course. Uh, thanks for having me. Yeah. And as we end every episode, we raise a glass and we say, Zoo-doo-wop. Zoo-doo-wop. Bump. Cheers. Cheers. Wait, 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 wait. Epilogue thoughts. This is Kevin. Um, if you didn't know from my ridiculous voice and stupid uh, intro song that I make up for these stupid things. Um, but this is, I just had another thought that I had to add to this. Um, I don't know if Brian's going to even put this in um, or if he's going to cut my epilogue thoughts song, which would be really sad because this would be a really cool sep- uh, segment if I got to do epilogue thoughts on this show. Oh my God, I'm coming up with a segment and you guys are hearing it live. <laughs> Anyways, I just wanted to say in this movie, I freaking love James Monroe. I go hard. He is the best. And he always just makes me so excited when I see him in things. Um, and my nephew, when I was watching with him, my older brother was like, hey, guess what, Drew? That's my nephew. And he said, that's, um, he goes, that, that Uncle Kevin knows him. That's his friend. And my nephew lit up so big. He's like, that's your friend? And he like, it was like so crazy. I mean, it was super fun. And it was so exciting to see uh, a friend shining on Disney Plus. You gotta love that. You gotta live for that. And this has been Epilogue Thoughts. Oh my God, this should be a segment, right? Tell Brian and Kimberly this should be a segment. I'm just saying. Okay, bye. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the RISE Theater Directory to find your next team. Create your profile now 
and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E.org because only together we rise. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.